Welcome back to I Work in Fashion podcast. I'm Maddie, host and creator of this podcast. And on today's episode, I had the pleasure to speak with sustainable entrepreneur Alex Bergoglio. Alex just launched her laptop sleeve company called Berga. And on this episode, we spoke about her experience as a young entrepreneur, what inspired her to start her own brand, but also the challenges she faced in starting a sustainable business today. Hi everyone, welcome to I Work in Fashion podcast, the show helping you find your place in the fashion industry. So today I'm glad to be speaking to one of my best friends, Alex Bergogne. Um, Alex is a sustainable entrepreneur who has recently launched a crowdfunding campaign to start her laptop sleeves company. And I really wanted to have her on the show to get the perspective of a young entrepreneur as she's only 23 years old, but also understand what it's like to create a sustainable fashion brand today. But before we get into any of that, how are you, Alex? Hi, Maddie. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me in this podcast. Um, I'm very well, thank you. It's very sunny outside today, so I'm all good. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so can you tell me a bit about yourself and what you're up to at the moment? Sure. So I'm Alex Bergen, as you introduced me well. I'm 23 years old. I'm French. Um, at the moment, I live in the south of France in my hometown. And uh, yeah, I started my business um, a year ago and I just launched my first product uh, a week ago. So it's all, you know, the start. So it's all exciting. And uh, yeah. Amazing. And so um, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Um, I don't think I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always liked to like, you know, have uh, projects and, you know, have stuff to do and my and goals. Um, mm -hmm. But I studied international business. So I kind of like always been into like businesses and I've always been curious to know how it works in a business and then basically when I had this idea of like creating laptop sleeves that's when I was like oh maybe I could be one as well like I could create my own mm. business and that's how everything started really okay and so um you said obviously that you went to uni and can you tell me about what you studied at uni and basically maybe your early um career like um, jobs and how you got yeah, to where you sure. are basically yeah so um Obviously, I grew up in France and I moved to the UK when I was 18 years old. I decided to study uh, international business management. Uh, but the, the one, the first reason why I wanted to move to the UK was to learn English because for me it was very important. So I was 18 I moved to Oxford. I studied in Oxford. Uh, for four years I studied international business management and during these four years I got to go to Australia to yeah. for one semester and I also got to uh, to do an internship for a sustainable luxury magazine uh, that was uh, one of the best experiences I've had in my life because mm -hmm. obviously it introduced me to all like the sustainable um, industry if I can say yeah um And then when I graduated, it was in 2020, so during COVID, um, mm. and I decided to um, to just, you know, stop uh, studies, not do a master, and just, like, you know, start working. So I worked for a, um, um, a beauty products company in Bristol, still mm -hmm. in England. And then, yeah, I decided, you know, I think it's time now to, uh, to create my own business. 
yeah. so that's how I am now <laughs> so cool and so yeah so you just launched the crowdfunding campaign for your brand Berga um, and so what was the motivation behind starting this brand like why laptop sleeves uh, why did you want it also to be like a sustainable brand like can you tell me about uh, the the beginning of the the idea yeah basically. sure so uh I was uh during my I was doing my semester in Australia in Melbourne mm-hmm. and I was just in a you know I was just in class and one of my friends uh she got her laptop sleeve out of, out of her bag and I was like wait what I love your laptop sleeve like where did you get it and she was just like oh this is my mom's like it it must be like an old sleeve she had mm-hmm. um And she was using it as a laptop sleeve. So I was like, oh my God, I love it. And then obviously when I saw this, I was like, I need to find the same one. So I went online. I tried to like, you know, uh, shop for the similar one. Mm. Couldn't find any laptop sleeve like that. So I was like, "Mm, maybe I should, you know, create my own. If I can't Mm. find it online, I can create my own. So then I went back to France and my mom is a seamstress. So so I told her like, mom, can we make this laptop sleeve, please? And she was like, yeah, sure. So we made it. And then, you know, little by little, I just started thinking maybe I should make it a business, you know, because obviously I can't find any of these laptop sleeves on the market. So yeah. it might be interested for other people as well to buy it. And uh, so that was a original idea just to create simple laptop sleeves. Mm-hmm. And then I did my internship in a sustainable magazine, I mean, yeah. sustainable fashion magazine. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe I should make sustainable laptop sleeve, you know, instead of making just simple laptop sleeves. Yeah, that's how I had the idea of basically making laptop sleeve and sustainable, as sustainable as possible, at least. Mm -hmm. And so was sustainability a big, I guess, value of yours before you did this internship? Or was there something that you kind of like got interested um, about like in recent years? Um. I think I was always aware of it, but mm-hmm. I didn't really have an um, impact. It never had an impact on myself because, yeah. you know, I, um, as a lot of like young people today, like we, we all about like having new clothes and buying more stuff and like a lot of stuff. Um, so I was like that before, like I used to shop a lot. I used to not care at all about the environment. Um, and then obviously like when I, I started this internship, I started to realize that if we didn't change our behavior, our daily habits, mm-hmm. then it will have an impact on us and our future generations later. So that's when I was like, I want to, I want to do something at my, you know, at, at, at your level or at my level. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's how I was like, well, I had this idea anyway in the back of my head yeah. of making laptop sleeve. Mm-hmm. So why don't I make sustainable laptop sleeve? And um, yeah, now I'm definitely more like careful with what I buy, where I buy stuff, where mm-hmm. it's from. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it definitely had an impact on me to do that internship. Again, about like sustainability. So obviously your brand, the goal of your brand is to be 100% like sustainable and eco-friendly. But so can you tell me about how Berga is working towards those goals? Like what are you doing to make sure that your brand is sustainable? Yeah, for sure. So uh, when I started doing Berga, like, you know, trying to think about how I can make it sustainable. The first thing that came in my head was to think about the best materials and Mm -hmm 
the materials that could be the most sustainable. So obviously I went from wanting to use vegan leather to now uh, using leather that is already being made, but not being used. So because in the fashion industry, there is a lot of dead stock. That's how we call it. So it's like leather that is not being used and probably meant to be thrown away. Okay. So I'm reusing this leather. So that way I'm not making new materials because it's already existing. Mm -hmm. And so that's for the outside of my laptop sleeves. And for the inside, I'm using a lining called Alcantara. Mm -hmm. Alcantara is an Italian fabric and it's uh, carbon neutral. Okay. It's made out of uh, polyester that is bio-based. So for me, that was the best solution. So it's not 100% sustainable because it still has some level of like, polyester because it's impossible today to have an innovation that allows you to have like a hundred percent sustainable fabric Mm. but um obviously they're trying their best to innovate and have the best like the most sustainable material so that's what i'm using as a lightning and um obviously i make them in france because for me it was very important to have everything based where i'm from so um yeah it's made like an hour and a half away from our office so yeah yeah, that's um that was very important for me as well to Mm -hmm. use the you know skills from our French workers because it's well known France is well known for being like very uh having Mm -hmm. like a good uh, quality savoir-faire yes exactly (laughs) savoir-faire I think it's the same in English actually hopefully I think so I think I think it is uh they love to put like French words like fancy (laughs) It's good yeah. for us, I guess. Um, <laughs> but so, and so then um, is sustainability also something that you try and implement in like everything else? So like your packaging, your, I don't know about delivery yeah. methods um, or is that something? Yeah, so for yeah. sure. Uh, for me, start, like creating a sustainable brand is not only doing you know, right, uh, making the product, but it's yeah. also everything else. So it can be from, yeah, packaging. Like, obviously, I'm trying to look for the most sustainable packaging um, made in France, if possible. Mm. And it goes for the zippers as well. So one of my yeah. laptop sleeves has a zip. And obviously, I had two solutions here. I had the solution to go and get zips from Asia, mm. uh, very cheap ones, or I could uh, choose not to and choose zippers from Europe for example Mm, so I chose to go for the most expensive one and go for Mm -hmm. you know made in Europe Um, if Mm -hmm. not France then Italy or Spain or Germany so it's not too far and no you decided to launch the brand using uh, a crowdfunding platform called Ulule Um, but so can you tell me about why you chose to do a crowdfunding campaign instead of just launching your brand um for me it was very important to like for me I don't want to waste anything so I didn't want to do a production make products and then not be able to sell them or like having a lot of stock so the Mm. reason behind it was to um, have pre-orders so people can pre-order yeah. on that campaign. Because and... yeah, so actually, can you tell me maybe first about how the whole crowdfunding works? Because I feel like maybe not everyone knows okay. how those platform work. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it's a platform. It's online. Um, you have mm-hmm. your project online, so everyone can see your project, and then you have a um, 
you have a goal. So you have to set a goal when you start the campaign. So my goal is to sell 100 laptop sleeves. Okay. okay. If you get to that goal at the end of the campaign, uh, the platform sends you all the money that you received and then you mm-hmm. can start the production. So you do your first I production see. and then people mm-hmm. receive their products. So it's, okay. yeah, it works as a pre-ordering uh, model. Um, so that way I, I don't have to obviously hold stock and I know exactly what people ordered and, you know, I can control the materials better, like what I need exactly uh, to not waste mm-hmm. anything. So yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Um, so yeah, it started a week ago and now we, I've sold 70 PCs Wow! and I just need 30 more to get to my, uh, end goal. So yeah. And so when is the campaign ending? Like what's the, yeah. Uh, it's at uh, the 21st of April. Okay. 2022. Okay. So, okay. So you do have a month left. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, but even your, your products, uh, I guess they're also quite limited as well, because if you use recycled leather, then like, I'm assuming you don't have like extensive, um, material. Yeah, that no, makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure I have, uh, the exact amount of leather to make the exact amount of life of sleeves. So it was kind yeah. of um, a challenge for me to mm. to understand how many laptop sleeves I could ma- make. Uh, so because um, obviously I'm I'm buying dead stock. So once it's yeah. gone, it's I can't gone. find it anywhere. You know, because I'm not producing new leather. Um, yeah. So yeah, now I've uh, I've kind of um, calculated a more according to like the leather I have, because I bought it already mm. to make sure I could, you know, um, sell all my laptop sleeves during the campaign. And so you mentioned before that obviously you bought the the leather already. So I'm, I'm not trying to say that it's not going to work. I really hope it's going to work. But do you have like an idea of what you would do with that leather if the campaign doesn't, like if you don't reach um, your goal? Like are you planning on restarting again? Like trying with like a different product or a different um idea i I think no i think because i'm not i don't have like a huge amount of leather i have an amount of leather to make a hundred laptop sleeves so if i reach my goal then the all the leather is going to be used if i don't reach my goal then uh i'm i'm still going to make the laptop sleeves with the leather i have Mm -hmm. and i'm going to sell them online on my on my website yeah afterwards i see i see see, see. um I'll, i'll have less stock um than before obviously the crowdfunding campaign but um yeah i'm gonna obviously i'm not gonna waste it no, no and no. if i can't use it to make laptop sleeves then i i'm thinking about you know using it to make other prototypes if i want to create a new pro- oh, yeah. product one day mm-hmm. then i'll use the sto- the leather i have in stock to, to obviously make to test products and not waste anything. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in the whole like brainstorming or um, create like creating process and everything? I would say it was definitely finding the best materials possible. Because mm. yeah. um, obviously I went from wanting to do vegan leather to yeah. using upcycling leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I, you know, we have to be careful when we buy fabrics to make sure that the companies is like being transparent with what they do. 
and not do using greenwashing because um yeah. for example uh for the vegan leather i've always thought it was so sustainable it was like oh you know natural and stuff and then as i was doing my research i realized that it was made out of probably like 50% polyester if not more Mm-hmm. So then I was like, this is not sustainable. Like it's polyester. It's like yeah. straight from petrol. Like this is not what I want. So then I was like, well, if what I thought was sustainable is not, then I have to be careful with everything else. Mm, I see. So obviously this like make using upcycling leather, that was my second choice, but that was the best choice really. Mm-hmm. And then with the lining inside, it was also a challenge because I basically i found this company in germany that was uh selling um the same like um microfiber fabric yeah. uh for as a lining and they were saying it's made out of recycled polyester and stuff so i was like oh that's amazing that's mm-hmm. that's what i need for berga and then i was as i was questioning them about like where it's made how it's made you know i was very curious to to understand how they yeah, made it you know Mm-hmm. and they were not being very honest with me they were trying to avoid the questions I was asking so I was like okay this is a Something big no-no for me because yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um so then I realized they were not being honest they were not transparent they were not as sustainable as they said on the website and on their pdfs and stuff um and then yes yeah, so that was very challenging because you mm-hmm. have to make sure that they're telling the truth and they're not only using that as a marketing uh, you know um, yeah like greenwashing yeah greenwashing yeah. exactly so then I found Alcantara and Alcantara is like I'm very proud to work for the, with them because um, they're very honest very transparent with what they do and yeah I feel like I can I can go far with this this company mm-hmm. also because I, I guess having a sustainable brand is also about being transparent because I feel like nowadays even as like a consumer obviously you want to even if you want to buy like sustainable products as you discovered while whilst doing your research is that sometimes something might be sold as like sustainable or eco-friendly but actually isn't it's not yeah it depends what your criteria are like yeah i see if you just want something something little you know sustainable then it's fine but if you want to go like 100% sustainable then you have to make sure that everything is right and yeah. everything fits your criteria. So going from the you telling me about the biggest challenges that you faced, um, what has been the biggest like learning curve for you? Like what was maybe something that you did that you thought brought you the most in terms of like experience and knowledge? Um a little bit of everything. It's hard to choose yeah. just one thing. Um Every time I meet new people, mm. they always yeah. teach me so- something. So, That's interesting. Uh, but I'll say like the most important like aspect of that what taught me the most was working with my um, uh, usine factory. <laughs> yeah. My factory, exactly yes. my French factory. Uh, going there, and you know, I spent a whole day with them uh, mm. wh- whilst they were making my prototypes. And he yeah, okay. just taught me everything he knew, and he was very like open-minded. He was, mm. uh, it was very nice to see how they are made and who makes them. Like I met all their workers, I met everyone, um, and yeah, seeing how 
from a just a piece of leather and a piece of alcantara mm. they make my laptop sleep is just incredible yeah that must be quite like cool to see i guess your idea just like come to life yeah like, it was a, yeah. it was a, an amazing experience so mm. yeah that was a but i would say like everything else you know yeah. from like <laughs> finding my suppliers to um because obviously like I've had this idea for two years but mm. so you know it's been two years that I've been working hard on like finding the best materials and the best people to work with because mm. obviously I need a company that do sustainable uh, fabrics but also mm-hmm. I, I I need to have um, kind of a connection with the people I work yeah. with because for me it's very important to have this human side as well I see so that's why it's very nice to have my fr- my um, factory just an hour and a half away from my house because I mm. can go there anywhere, anytime, um, and check yeah, talk on, to them. Yeah. yeah, check on the production when I'm gonna launch my production. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll be here every day. Like, <laughs> is this ready? <laughs> is this ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe every put like a gonna... tent in front of it and yeah. just sleep there. <laughs> I'll just make them myself. I yeah. mean, I love to make a few. Sorry yeah. for the one who received them, but <laughs> no, no. But you can make one and have like a special stamp, like made yeah. by Alex, like a <laughs> like a very special special edition. I'm hoping mine yeah, will have super this super exclusive this edition. Yeah. <laughs> and so, are you happy with the level of sustainability of your brand so far, or are there areas that you think you would have to work on more, maybe with like? A- um different opportunities and more funding and yeah stuff. I think I'm definitely happy with what I have right now I think this yeah. is the best um, options I have at the moment mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to keep looking for better innovations and see if I can have um, obviously like the more sustainable materials but mm-hmm. to to this day I think this is yeah the best I can find on the market and also you have to realize that I was looking for materials in Europe So Mm. I know they have a lot of innovations in Japan, for example. They have loads of innovations, loads of like good fabrics, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted very something in Europe. I wanted to stay, you know, close to France. So Mm. I didn't have to use planes all the time to get the fabrics to France. I wanted like I wanted to make sure that everything was close to to the production Mm -hmm. uh, line. And so what is the next step for your brand? So like you said, the crowdfunding campaign is ending in less than a month. And so after that, I guess you will, let's say, succeed. I'm sure it will. I hope so. <laughs> let's be positive. Um, so then, so what's the next uh, step? So the next step is obviously launching the production. Um, if it works, if I get, if I reach my goal, I get the money, I uh, obviously start the production, then I send all the laptop sleeves and and then i mean i hope to create new collections launch new mm-hmm. collections with new colors new leather because the the good thing about upcycling leather is i can have different leathers i can play with colors you know mm. um they're all going to be different basically i won't yeah. have the same uh i won't have the same brown color like yeah, you know see. if it's sold out it's sold out and then you're going to get the next launch the next mm-hmm. drop maybe it's going to be another brown or maybe not maybe i'll just mm. have you know other colors yeah so it's very limited collections very limited collections yeah. so i hope to sell out during my campaign 
And if I don't, then I'm going to be selling my laptop sleeves on my website. And mm-hmm. I hope it's September, maybe have launched new collections with new colors mm-hmm. and then obviously expand my products range. So go to like bags and wallets and, you know. One of the signature questions of this podcast is if there is one book, film or even personality that has inspired your career decisions or I guess in your case your entrepreneurial like journey well I'm gonna answer this question I don't like in a simple way I'm just gonna say my parents because I've you know um I think they've taught me so much and they've showed me the way of like both my parents are really hard workers um my dad is an entrepreneur himself Mm -hmm. and I've always looked up to him like you know I want to be like him kind of and my mom has always taught me the good values and you know honesty comes from her like I've Mm. I'm myself a very I I hope to be a very honest person that's why I want my brand to have a a value like honesty yeah yeah being very transparent Mm -hmm. so yeah these my parents are obviously my biggest inspiration Mm. and also I'm just gonna say a book so that way you can you know read a book for me but um <laughs> instead of trying think... to talk to your parents <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't try to talk to my parents okay just read the book I'm gonna read tell the you book. <laughs> <laughs> um I think it's not a book that inspired me to go on my entrepreneurial journey but it's a book that helped me understand more about the current situation in the world mm-hmm. so it's called uh, how to avoid a climate disaster from Bill Gates yeah yeah okay. and and this book uh, gives you a, a clear, very clear description of all the challenges that we face. Mm. And it helped me understand it better. And I don't know, it gives you hope also, because some people, you know, when they find out all about what's happening in the world, they might get very sad and be like, oh my God, like, how are mm. we going to, how yeah. are we going to, you know, get through this? And in his book, he gives you a lot of like concrete and practical um, solutions or yeah a solution to achieve you know a uh, zero emission uh future so Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's that's a book I will advise you to read if you okay awesome so to end this lovely episode um if you could give me one or if you could give one advice to your past self I guess at the beginning of your again like um entrepreneurial like endeavors uh what would it be i'll say like keep going girl you got this (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know i've been you're gonna be you're gonna go through a lot you're gonna Mm -hmm. have ups and downs but never forget what you want in the end like what's your goal what how you're gonna reach this goal like just keep working hard keep believing in yourself uh and yeah go for it you know Mm. don't start panicking everything is going to be fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah I that's like something that. I'm gonna I think yeah I'll say to myself okay awesome um well so yeah so that's the end of the episode for today uh thank you so much for being on the show uh, thank you for having me thank you for listening to this episode of I work in fashion podcast with Alex Bergman I hope you've enjoyed it head to the description below to take a look at Berga's campaign and social media You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can also follow the Instagram at mg.iworkinfashion. That way, you'll know when a new episode comes out. It can also send me feedback, questions, or even recommendations for future guests. See you next time.